0: Lord, into the new year and uh, in our Christian life, that we would be diligent seekers of you. Lord, it's our desire uh, that we would please you through our faith. And so, Lord, as we consider this verse yet again today, I pray that you would give us understanding. Uh, Lord, may your Holy Spirit move freely today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We often quote this verse in and of itself alone, but it's very much tied to verse number 5. And verse 5 speaks uh, of one of the many characters that are mentioned in Hebrews 11, those characters of faith. Look with me at verse 5 yet again, if you would. The Bible says, By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. I've underlined in my Bible that phrase, He pleased God. In verse number 6, that phrase yet continues, Without faith it is impossible to please Him. I've entitled the message this morning, Faith that pleases God. Faith that pleases God. The Christian life is a life from faith to faith. We read in Romans chapter 1, that as we receive God by faith, we are to continue to live for God through faith. We're continuing to trust God all the way through. We're not just talking about in hard and difficult circumstances, but we're trusting his word, we're trusting what he says, we're trusting his commands and the blessings that will come as a result of that and his provision all the way through. And so, what is faith that pleases God? We find if Enoch was a man of faith and he was a man that through his faith, it pleased God. John chapter 8 and verse 28. Why don't you turn there with me? Keep your finger here. And just consider the words of Jesus in, this, in, this, uh, in these verses. John chapter 8 and verse 28. The Bible tells us in verse 28 and 29, Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father had taught me, I speak these things. And He that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please Him. I say to you, even Jesus Himself, when on this earth, 100% God, yet 100% man, it was His desire and intent in all that He did to please the Father. So the same should be for us as believers, amen? That we are seeking to please God through our lives, The Bible tells us of what this faith is that pleases God. I don't intend to be long today. You've got to be careful when a preacher says that, but I really don't. I know the young children are in here with us. Consider with me these things uh, here. In verse number 5 of Hebrews 11, the Bible says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. I say to you, number one, faith that pleases God begins with salvation. Faith that pleases God begins with salvation. Uh, Enoch did not have a fear of death. Uh, uh, His death experience, as we all will in life, someday come to the end of our life, his death was only but uh, a, a continuing and yet closer walk than the walk which he already had with God. If you're a believer here today and you know Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, would you say amen here today? Praise the Lord for our salvation. Amen? I'm thankful for what Christ has given to us and what He's made available for us. The Bible tells us, as Christian believers that have received of God's salvation, it is we who should be doing as Enoch did. What did he do? He walked with God. You see, faith that pleases God begins with salvation. But I say to you secondly, faith that pleases God lives the invisible life. What is that invisible life? The Bible tells us, For before, verse 5, for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. In other words, his testimony was that he lived as though he was already in eternity with God. It wasn't a matter of uh, that I know that I will be someday. No, in his mind, I already am together with God for all eternity. I say to you, that is the mindset that every one of us as believers should have. Uh, The unfortunate thing is sometimes we categorize heaven as uh, an eternity with God in heaven as this separate place which we're not there yet. Well, we're not in heaven yet, but eternal salvation begins the moment you receive Christ. Amen? So, the moment you receive salvation and the moment you then are to begin, begin living for God should be just as though you are, and to the best of your ability, as though you are already with God in heaven, literally. You see, this was Enoch's life. As he walked together with God, he had such a close relationship with God that his own testimony, what others knew of him and about him, was that he was already living in eternity. What does that mean? Well, think and consider for me, what does heaven have that, uh, that earth does not? Well, we know heaven is without sin, so we would then know that Enoch strove not, he lived a life that was striving not to live in sin. But I would say in addition to that, he was striving to live in obedience to God and glorification to God in continual worship to Christ. What are we going to be doing in heaven? We're not all going to be sitting on lazy boy recliners and you know just sitting comfortably and just enjoying the pleasures of life. No, we're going to be glorifying God. We're going to be worshiping God. On the top of the fact that we're receiving new bodies, we're going to be seeking to glorify Him, diligently seek Him in heaven. So our diligence in seeking God should begin the moment we receive salvation and should be continuing as we're living the Christian life. How true it is that uh, we, can, we can differentiate the two, but no, it was Enoch, the Bible tells us, that lived such an invisible life that when he died, it was as almost as though he never did die. Because the walk which he had with God on earth was so close and so desirous and so faith lived as as though he was already in heaven. It made no difference at all. Boy, what if we, as God's people, so lived our life in the same way? Enoch was a, a man just like all of us. He would have had to, uh, uh, you know, work and earn a way of living in some way, shape, or form. It wasn't like he just sat and prayed every 24 hour day of his life it wasn't that he just sat in front of his Bible every 24 hour day of his life no, but his walk with God was God you are because I have given my life to you and you have given me eternal salvation you are a part of my life everything in my life involves you and it's not about this is my time for God and this is my time for self no, everything of my life is you so when I go to work you are there when I go back home, you are there. We think it in the 21st century. When I turn on the television, you are there. When I'm walking together with my family through the grocery store, you are there. When I'm uh, out on, uh, on vacation, on leisure, you are there. Everywhere God is there. And we're living in continual walking in the presence of God mindset. That's, that's what we're talking about at Enoch. A continual worshipful mindset. God, you deserve all the glory through my life. God, I know this isn't what you desire for me to do, so I'm not going to do it. I know that these thoughts are sinful. Please forgive me, Lord. Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm striving to walk hand in hand together with you every day. So we put that in further perspective. When you're at your job, when you're in the tractor, right? uh, when, you, when you're uh, in, your, in your car driving somewhere, uh, when you're at home alone, God is always there. And as Enoch diligently sought God, and as Enoch's faith pleased God, it was in such a way that every aspect of his life he lived in continual acknowledgement of God's presence. We're not talking about a perfect individual. okay? Enoch was not an angel. Okay? He was not some angelic figure that was better than all of us. It was simply that he gave God such a rightful place in his life that even when he died death was nothing to him. He lived the invisible life though he could not see the life that he was going to have in heaven with God, yet he lived on earth as though he already was in heaven. He did and sought to do the things that he knew he would do in heaven. He sought to give God his rightful place as God will be given in heaven when we go to be there together with him. The Bible tells us he lived the invisible life. How can we not but help to, to, answer, to ask the question to ourselves, are we living the invisible life? Yes, faith that pleases God, it begins with salvation. But faith that pleases God lives the invisible life. That's why verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of, what are those next words? Things not seen. That's the invisible life. You can't, you can't see it, but you believe by faith. That the word of God is true, that God is real, that God is present, that God is with you all the way through. Diligently seeking Him is seen and and given it by example in verse number five through the life of Enoch. He lived the invisible life. As a result, then we should have no reason to fear death or the end of life. We should have no reason to say, Well, I have to make sure that I accomplish these things in my life before it's over, before I'm unable. No all the way through from the moment that we receive salvation the only thing which we're seeking to do is live for God obey God worship God that's the priority because let's be reminded today that when we go to heaven none of the other things that we do on earth that are not for eternity they're not going to amount to anything it's it's not going to have any purpose or place there all the time all the effort all the thinking all the mulling over, whatever it was, whatever it is. None of that. It's all going to be gone. So the intent for the believer to live by faith and faith that pleases God is to live as though we are already in heaven. Or should we say, living in eternity today. Because salvation is not and does not begin when I go to be with God. No, You already promised that you are together with God for all eternity. So let's live that way. Amen? Diligently seek Him. The Bible tells us faith that pleases God, number three, requires discipline. It requires discipline. In verse number six, the Bible says, But without faith it is impossible to what? Please Him. Because the Christian life is lived by faith. The Christian life is, uh, if we are living as God commands us to live and instructs us to live, we're living in eternity continually. We're living with our uh, with uh, our eternal salvation, our eternal relationship with God today. And not waiting until we're going to be together with Him. The Bible tells us, uh, and, and being together with Him literally, the Bible tells us um, that without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 5. Keep your finger here. We don't know a lot about Enoch but what the Bible does tell about Enoch is that his faith pleased God and then he walked together with God. I want to bring you to that verse as your finger is left in Hebrews, hopefully. Genesis chapter 5. Boy, I, I, I know that Enoch was not a perfect person, but what a testimony that he had. As the writer of Hebrews writes, that he was known. He was known only and to be remembered really only for these things. Genesis 5, verse 22, And Enoch walked, walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. That's all we know, these few verses of Enoch. But what did he do? He walked with God. He had a personal relationship with God. These words are what summarized his life. And keep in mind, look just a page over in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. The day, in which, day and age in which Enoch is living. The Bible says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Enoch was living in a very evil day, and yet what did he choose to do? He chose to discipline his life to walk with God. I say to you, walking and or living the Christian life, journeying in the Christian life, is not just living life, It's not just living life for what it has to offer. It's not just living life to make a living. It's not just living life uh, because I'm just trying to get through life, get through these things. No, the Christian life, the Bible tells us, should be a continual walk with God. Diligently seeking God is continually walking with God. A lot of times we can summarize and we can say, well, how's your walk with God? As if to imply, how's your Bible reading? How's your prayer life? Well, that, that, that... is a part, an absolute part of our walk with God. But I say to you, a walk with God is every day, every moment. should be. And when God describes it in Scripture, that is what it is. Diligently seeking God is moment by moment. (laughs) Every day together with God. It's it's with that song as we just sung, uh, that song in our heart, I'd rather have Jesus. Everything that I'm choosing to do on this earth... Is with God first in mind. It's with God being sought first before I make that decision. Whether it's business, whether it's family, no matter what it is, God is a part of it all. Because the Christian life is a continual walk together with God. Have you ever walked with somebody that doesn't walk with you? Uh, Sometimes, uh, you know. uh, I've walked with individuals and they walk so fast, you know, you're just trying to keep up with them like this, you know. And uh, I know that's how Caleb feels with my long legs and his short legs and I'm trying to walk fast and he's, you know, so we've both got to learn to walk together. And sometimes in the Christian life, that's exactly what we do with God. We're walking so far ahead or sometimes we're walking so slow behind that we're not walking together with God. When you walk together with someone, I use my son as an example because I know when I bring Caleb somewhere and if it's going up to the cash register, I may need to be paying for that whatever at the store, but he's also there. Okay? So I have to maneuver with one hand to pull out the wallet and then maneuver with the other hand by letting go of his hand and pulling out the credit card. And then reach back down and grab his hand so he doesn't start clicking all the buttons, you know. And then and then I have to be able to swipe the card or insert the card, whatever. And so what what is the point here? The point is when I'm with someone, everything I do is with them. Okay? Everything I do involves them. That's how it should be with God. Everything we do, every decision we make, if it's slow if God says slow down, we slow down. God says, speed up, we speed up. God says, pay attention to where you're walking, pay attention to where you're walking. But a walk together, the journey of the Christian life, walking together with God is God with you every single step of the way. It's not God on Sunday, I'm Monday through Saturday. Maybe God in between if I make it to midweek service or when I think of having my devotions. No, it's God every moment of the day. And boy, if God is with us every moment of the day that is in our mind, in our heart, and we by faith believe that He is, and we're walking the Christian life believing that He is, that is what the Word of God says by diligently seeking Him. And that is faith that pleases God. But without faith, it's impossible to please Him. You can't please God if you're not living such a faith life. Now you can live life, but you're not going to please God, and unfortunately, that is—it's not that we don't have eternal salvation, the hope of eternal. It's not that we don't have that promise. We know it, but we're not living in eternity. You see, diligently seeking God is living with eternity in view. It's knowing that God is always with me, and what is required? What is required of all that? It's faith. And what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We cannot see God physically. But by faith, we believe that he's there. By faith, we believe he's going to guide, lead, and direct. By faith, we're holding on to his promises. By faith, we're reading his word. By faith, we pray. It's it's not a cookie-cutted Christian life. It's not, I just go through these things of the Christian life and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Unfortunately, many preachers even have come to be that way and, and the, the preaching and the teaching and the reading of Scripture is all uh, just a, a formal tradition and not a walk with God. You see, even when we come to the house of God, we are yet continuing the walk with God. But what is the point in, in, in our Take Sunday, for example? Well, God's commands us to be in His house, so that's obedience to His command. We are worshiping God. Maybe in uh, we say in corporate worship, we're worshiping God with other fellow believers. But we should be worshiping God every day. So in that sense of the way, we're always worshiping God. But uh, thirdly, we are being encouraged and challenged within the Word of God through the message of the Word of God. And there's so much more we could add to that. But I'm using this as an example to say, hey, when when a when even the church itself, and the pastors, and the teachers, and the preachers, and, 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 and the walk with God is not a walk, but rather a tradition. Or the walk with God is not a walk, but rather a, a list of things that are read. Or the walk with God is not a walk, but rather it's just a, a bunch of ceremonial actions. That's not living by faith. It's not worship that is by faith. That's not living with God ever present, because the thing is, is uh, yes, we can be, we all can be people of tradition to some with some things. But I, I've learned enough just in marriage alone that if I just it, it, if. if It would not work for me to get up every single day and just robotically say the same exact things every single day to my wife at the conclusion of every sentence and never say anything more or do much anything more than that which is needed quote unquote, to be done within that day. My point is, there has to be more that's said to keep the relationship right. There's more that's discussed to keep the relationship right. There's things that we do together that need to be done to keep the relationship right. And so the same is with God. That when we stop, when we stop uh, our worship from being such a diligently seeking God by faith uh, that is uh, so genuine that it's not a tradition, it's not a ceremony, it's not just a practice, it's not just a formality, but it's I'm walking with God today. He's with me, He's with me every day, He's with me every decision that I make. We're conscious of that. It, it's not going to be the same. All the time. Boy, let me tell you, that's what makes the sweetness of the Christian life that much greater. Because every day with Jesus is sweeter as the days go by. Amen? Amen. When it's lived by faith. The Bible tells us, faith that pleases God begins with salvation. It lives the invisible life. It requires discipline. But I'd say to you lastly, faith that pleases God is diligent. say, well, Duh. But we do we jump down to the diligent part. The Bible tells us, Genesis 5.24, we already read it. Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. It does not mean he didn't have death. But it means that there was no break in his walk with God. It wasn't that he died and suddenly now he was doing much more before God than he ever was before. No, what he was doing with God in heaven was the very same thing he was doing on earth. Death was, was no transition. He was living with eternity in view. In Romans 14, verse 23, the Bible says, For whatsoever is not of faith, it is sin. Could I remind you today that, yes, if we are not living the Christian life by faith, it doesn't please God, but let's call it what it is. It's sin. To live without faith is sin. The Christian life requires faith. It's walked and lived in faith. In John 14, verse 15, the Bible says, If you love me, you will what? Keep my commandments. Revelation 22, verse 14, the Bible says, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. 1 John 3, verse 22, the Bible says, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments. And do those things that are pleasing in His sight. A lot of times, whatsoever we ask, we are asking whatsoever. But maybe the commands aren't being kept. And as a result, the Bible tells us, we're not doing those things that are pleasing in His sight. I don't believe there's a single person here today that doesn't desire to please God. God. With their life, I think if if we were to uh, say, um, you know, and, and if we were to tell everyone, hey, why don't you write down on a piece of paper uh, what you desire to do in order to please God? Even before we even considered this passage today, we would all say, I absolutely want to, and we would write down all the right things. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read my Bible. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna be in church. I'm, uh, and I'm, I'm gonna uh, witness to others, and and I'm gonna maybe maybe even I'm gonna live in, in the presence of God. We mention all those things, but. Diligence is every day with Jesus. Every moment of the day. The Bible tells us, but without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder them that diligently seek Him. Here's a sweet part about the diligent, faithful Christian. God will bless God will reward. It's. uh, uh, God has proven me wrong. So many times. (laughs) Of all the times that I know in my own heart. That I haven't concluded thought. Or thinking about something. And essentially what have I done. I've stopped having faith. I've stopped trusting God. And sometimes it's of something that. I'm going through. And other times. It's just those every moment of the day areas of life. When I take a, it's, it's the, it, What we're talking about is when you come to the conclusion of the day and you look back at your day and you say, man, I shouldn't have done those things. Well, here's the thing about it. You probably wouldn't have done those things if by faith you were walking hand in hand with God and considering Him before you ever made any decision. So what, that's, what you're saying when you make that acknowledgement, I shouldn't have done those things today, is you weren't living in the ever-presence of God. I talk to myself when I say this, okay? No man on earth has perfected uh, uh, sinlessness, okay? But when there's not faith, it is sin. When the Christian life is not lived by faith, whatsoever is not a faith, it is sin. As a result, it's disobedience to God's commands. As a result, it doesn't please God. So what's the application here? Are you walking with God? All that was known of Enoch's life was he walked with God. He pleased God. Boy, I, I, I don't know about you, but that's what I want to be said about my life. That, yes, not a perfect individual, but boy, he loved the Lord. He walked with God. He was always ever-present thinking of God. Maybe you're here today and we talk about death and the end of life, maybe death and the end of life is a fear to you. Maybe it's a concern to you. Could I say to you it shouldn't be because as a believer, if you're a believer here today, you have that promise given to you by God that you're going together to be with Him in heaven and that death is not your eternal end. So instead of even thinking much of death, you are thinking of, My walk with God. Ever presently. Thinking of him. Let's have every head bowed. And every eye closed. I wonder if just in the quietness. Of the auditorium. You might pray together. Maybe with your spouse. Maybe individually.